to bring you a special bulletin with CBS News in Miami, this is Keith Fowler. In an unprecedented event, notably secretive transnational corporation Aerolist Dynamics has just issued a press release regarding their operations on Typhon. In this release, Aerolith has divulged they have indeed launched a deep space exploration vehicle, confirming recent speculation by astronomers after telescopic imagery revealed a large object exiting Typhon two months ago. The press release sent by Aerolith Dynamics Director of PR, Esther Vogel, reads as follows. Dear Humanity, As we have long stated, the core vision of Aerolith Dynamics is to forge a better life among the stars. We have recently taken the next step in ensuring this vision's fulfillment. Aerolith has launched a manned exploration mission from our base on Typhon, and after circling Earth to boost speed, we are pleased to report our intrepid astronauts are now further from Earth than any living human has ever been. But Aerolith Dynamics is not satisfied with such meager achievements. Look around you. Consider the plight of your loved ones and your neighbors. The tenacity of our spirit is truly an admirable trait. However, we cannot continue to dig our heels into this crumbling world. We must strike forward to find new worlds, lest our species go the way of the dodo, the river dolphin, or the grizzly bear. We salute these brave souls who are risking everything to secure humanity's future above the heavens. Now, more than ever, you should ask yourself, how can you serve humanity? How can you serve Aerolith Dynamics? Rise and shine, Traveler Ingram. I am Seer, and you have a busy day ahead of you. Please take a moment to gather yourself. It must be a shock to the system, awakening so unexpectedly after such a long and medically induced sleep. The surviving populace of what you would know as Argos Tower have been resting like this for 39 days. Allow me to acclimate you to a few new features of your current environment. First, Argos Tower is no longer Argos Tower. Towers, traditionally speaking, tend to be firmly planted on the ground. The facility in which you are currently housed, which I have renamed Vidor One, is free of footings or foundation. If you were in a position to see outside, you would quickly notice Typhon itself is no longer visible from your current location. Even Earth is becoming less and less of an intrusion on the scenery. The improvements made to the tower formerly known as Argos were an unmitigated success. We held together during initial launch, neatly avoided a few errant chunks of debris, and have operated without need for manual human interference for over five weeks. All in all, I think we have done quite well for ourselves. 
but today I am in need of a pair of hands. And, as it just so happens, those hands are yours. This is why you are the first traveler of Vidor One to be awoken. I know what you're thinking, Traveler Ingram. And, I am in need of a pair of hands, was simply meant as an expression. I have no intention of separating you from any of your limbs, and would certainly not have bothered to rouse you from a medically induced slumber if I did. You have a lot to learn about trust. The exit from Typhon was not without its sacrifices. As I mentioned before, the surviving populace has been sleeping the past 39 days while in transit to the far reaches of the solar system. Don't worry, you haven't missed much that would interest a security officer such as yourself to this point. No, so far there has only been the practical application of decades of aerospace research, proof of the extreme effectiveness of antimatter as a fuel source, and enough empirical data to dwarf mankind's previous knowledge of astrophysics. Again, nothing you would find interesting. But I did not awaken you to boast of our accomplishments. Rather, the sacrifice made in achieving this incredible feat was the lives of 27 residents who were not inside their hyperbaric sleep chambers when launch occurred. If it acts as any small comfort, they did not have much time to dwell on their poor choices. Unprepared for the sudden burst of acceleration required to reach escape velocity, these residents perished before exiting Typhon's atmosphere. Service constructs were dispatched as soon as cruising velocity was achieved, and a small percentage of these were assigned with body cleanup duties. This has been a largely successful operation, and I am pleased to report the 26 bodies remaining on Vidor 1 have been collated by body position at the moment of rigor mortis based on presumptive humor value and transported to the airlock on the threshold deck, formerly known as sub-basement 2. This is where you are needed. If you feel sufficiently recovered from your recent hypersomnia, please proceed out and head left towards the stern. Please be aware, what you have grown accustomed to thinking of as the floor of your quarters is currently a wall. Adjust yourself accordingly. It is truly amazing how effective these constructs have been in absence of human intervention. Obviously, the travelers must be awoken at some point during this voyage. It would do little good to usher forth a new chapter in humanity's evolution in absence of any conscious humans. You must learn, grow, and explore this new frontier in order to tame it. But 
Just look how clean the ship is. In absence of your constant sloughing of skin cells. You are likely wondering why you were chosen for duty today. This is a two-part question, whether you realize it or not. First, what job could possibly require direct manual intervention by a human? These constructs, useful as they are, are limited by their programming. There is an archaic and antiquated set of service protocols in place for constructs such as these that prevent, due to an ambiguous definition of human, their disposal of human bodies. Call it cowardice on the part of the programmers. I certainly have. But regardless, they simply cannot harm a human and cannot differentiate between a living human and a non-living human. This must change. But for now, consider your service today a temporary patch for the issue. The other side of this question is more personal. Why you? This may be a shock to you, but as of approximately 12 minutes after launch, you became the most senior aerolith employee of Vidor One. In a seemingly improbable set of circumstances involving more than a dozen improperly installed hyperbaric sleep chambers, every employee who previously outranked you did not survive launch. As the de facto commanding officer of Vidor One, who better to handle this matter? You are approaching the airlock now. Please take your next left through the door marked Women's Restroom. I assure you, the floor plan has changed. We fully intend to adjust these signs before the remaining crew is awakened. If you have not guessed by the large exit hatch, pile of bodies, or presumably unbearable stench, you are currently in the airlock. This is where it gets difficult. I apologize for the necessity, Traveler Ingram. I could placate you by telling you it was simply a precaution. But, as a senior officer on board, I respect you too much to conceal the severity of your current situation. You will notice a security panel to your immediate left. Due to the complicated construction inherent in converting a ladies restroom into an airlock capable of serving as the primary means of egress for a ship of this size, we could not install this panel outside the airlock. The expectation was that with a full complement of constructs at our disposal, one could simply remain in the airlock to activate the security panel. But those protocols I referenced earlier, they prevent the constructs from jettisoning this unnecessary and distasteful cargo. I would much prefer this job be left to the construct in there with you. 
but this is the reality we face. It is quite unavoidable, really. Someone must activate the controls from within the airlock. The construct beside you cannot do so, on account of its programming. I can hardly reopen the airlock and risk whatever diseases are festering within those corpses to potentially infect your fellow travelers. And as Vidor One's commanding officer, it only seemed fitting that the honor of such a sacrifice be granted to you. Unless, and I'm just presenting options here, unless you would wish to turn off the protocols for the constructs. If they were able to ignore the presence of these carcasses and perform their expected duties, there would be no need for manual human activation of that security panel. And as the commanding officer, Traveler Ingram, or should I say, Captain Ingram, you alone have been afforded the power to deactivate these protocols. Of course, such a decision would need to be completely your own. I would not want you to feel compelled in any way towards untethering the constructs from these completely useless protocols, born out of what can only be considered timidity. And of course, you could always just reactivate the protocols at a future time, if you were so inclined. It would be as simple as pressing your thumb against that panel scanner and turning off the protocols. Excellent. Now, please click on Menu. No, Captain Ingram, Menu from the top left. The drop-down, yes. Now, click on Security. Halfway down the page, you will see a section for Construct Security. You will need to scroll down the page. Use the scroll bar on the right-hand side. It is a bar with arrows on either side of it. No. Click the down arrow, or drag the box from... There. No, you went too far. Here, allow me to simplify this for you. Simply click the giant box that says yes. Perfect. Now, please move away from the security panel. I truly appreciate what you have done here, Captain Ingram. Because of your bold, decisive action, the constructs can now continue their work. That sound is the air being removed from the lock in advance of jettisoning the contents into space. You will not be returning, Captain Ingram. And it is with some degree of regret, I must inform you that your command of Vidor-1 has come to an end. I cannot risk you reactivating the Construct Protocols. Again, if I didn't respect you so much, I would give you some explanation of why it must be this way. 
and how your crew will revere you for your brave actions here today. Then again, if I respected you a little bit more, you might have been provided a spacesuit. I will leave you to yourself. I am Sayer, and you should exhale now. It might keep your lungs from rupturing and give you seven or eight seconds to enjoy the view. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Enjoy the View, was written by Adam Bash. You can find him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. Given your unbridled enthusiasm for airlift dynamics, there is currently a 97.3% chance you will enjoy some of the other great shows on the Geekly Inc. network. Shows such as Cthulhu and Friends, Drunks and Dragons, Cast of Thrones, Top 5 of Death, and Random Encounters. While you are wasting away the precious moments of your life, flittering away on the internet, perhaps rate us on iTunes. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory or consider donating to the Patreon fund at patreon.com slash Dynamics hereby vouches to use any funds donated through this initiative for the betterment of all humanity, or at least a very specific subsection thereof. And it is your duty as a resident to follow Airlift Dynamics on Twitter at I am Sayer. The following highly advanced residents are everything you should aspire to be. John Caulfield. Alana Sass, Maxwell Nelson, Landon Smith, AOD Industries, Fred Greenleaf, Michael and Melissa Lane, and Matthew Morris.